Hey there, I'm Rianne Mullins, and I'm the host of the Balanced Fit and Free podcast. 15 years ago, I lost 65 pounds by revamping my lifestyle in a very realistic and totally manageable way. Now, I teach other women how to ditch the yo-yo dieting cycle and start living a balanced, fit, and happy life through real food, effective exercise, and a powerful mindset. Each week, I'll be popping into your ears to teach you how you, too, can live a balanced and fit life free from unrealistic diets and crazy expectations. Let's go. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Balanced Fit and Free podcast. I'm super happy that you're here. And I have to tell you, Happy New Year. Woo! Happy New Year. Welcome to 2023. I mean, can you even believe that it's already 2023? Seriously. I can't. And you guys, it is so true, right? That as you get older, the years go faster and faster. I mean, I swear it feels like it was just 2019. Like, I mean, like a month ago, right? So, you know, since it's the new year, I thought it would be a great idea to revisit goal setting. Many people feel like super motivated and ready to blast into the new year with a resolution or some lofty goal, especially around their body right? Especially after a week or two weeks or maybe the whole month of eating a bunch of sugar and junk and lots of cheese. Um, A lot of people feel motivated and ready to start doing something about the extra uh, pounds that they either added or have had. So I want to talk about though today, the difference between a resolution and a goal. And then I'll tell you my opinion about which one is better and why. All right. So first up, what exactly is a resolution? You know, we we hear people saying, oh, my New Year's resolution is X or, oh, I'm going to have a New Year's resolution of whatever, Y. Okay. Well, isn't it the same thing as a goal? Well, I don't think so. A resolution is actually a statement or a direct decision to do something or be something. This resolution or decision is usually set very high, which is what makes it very hard to achieve by most people. A goal, on the other hand, is like a dream or object of a person's ambition or desire to do a specific action or obtain a certain outcome. So a goal has actionable steps that are realistic and attainable and appropriate. So you already know, especially if you've been listening in for a little while, that I'm just not a fan of resolutions, but I am a big fan of setting a New Year's goal or a New Year dream. Okay, they do sound similar. I realize this, a resolution and a goal, but they have a completely different mindset. And you know, I love mindset. So a resolution is something like this. I will not eat sugar this year to lose weight. Like somebody's like, I'm not going to eat sugar ever again. Okay, I, I'm going to resolve that this year I will not eat sugar. Okay, yeah, right. <laughs> a goal, though, might be something like this. I want to lose 10 pounds this year. And in order to reach this goal, I will start reducing how much sugar I eat each week. Okay, that's something like that. Okay, that's not a perfect goal, but that's like a, that's an example, the difference. Like there's a resolution, right, is I'm doing this. A goal is I'm going to do this, but this is how I'm going to do it. Okay, so which one sounds more appealing to you? Well, let's let the research tell us which one is better. Okay, a goal or resolution. Well, I keep reading everywhere 
Okay, I'm not exactly sure where this study has come from, but everywhere I look, I'm reading that 80% of people already give up their resolution by February 1st. I mean, sounds to me like making a resolution is not a good idea. And that's actually why I stopped making resolutions a really long time ago. I mean, like in high school, because my mom and I, I loved dieting with my mother, which is probably um, where some of my body issues came from. But we would talk about, oh, our resolution is going to be like hers was always, I'm going to start exercising and stop eating sugar. So I always think of that one about stopping sugar. But I mean, I don't even think we would make it two weeks before we were like sneaking off to go to McDonald's to get like a fudge sundae. So, so I already knew then that resolutions were just kind of a bunch of shit to be honest. So even back then, I knew not to do it. Anyway, I feel like setting a resolution is just a way to set yourself up for failure, right? Instead of, instead of setting a resolution that's like this hardcore rigid thing, right? Um, setting a goal that's specific and realistic with actionable and small steps is more likely to get you to your goal than creating a demanding and almost like threatening resolution. So when I think resolution, I think the term all or nothing, right? It's like, I'm either going to be this or I'm not going to be this. And so there's like no wiggle, wiggle room with that. Also, resolutions are usually about stopping a certain action, right? You hear more about people like talking about what they're not going to do anymore versus what they're going to do. So like, I'm going to stop eating junk food. I'm going to stop drinking alcohol. I'm going to stop smoking. So, and I get the idea behind stopping these actions and behaviors, right? Because they're not healthy. But if it was that easy to just stop, you wouldn't need to make a resolution. So most unhealthy and poor habits are not easy to break. We know this. And it's because they've become a habit or a ritual or a routine. And that is the issue there. So, you know, I've talked about James Clear's book, Atomic Habits, before because it's one of my favorite books ever. But he suggests that there are four actions or he calls them four laws to breaking a poor or bad habit. Okay. And they are this. To break a bad habit or, you know, to, well, yeah, break a bad habit, you need to make it invisible. Okay. So I'm going to use sugar. So if you want to stop eating sugar, eat less sugar, you need to make it invisible. So remove the sugar, the candy, the chocolate, the whatever from your environment. Okay. Don't buy it or at least put it where it's out of sight. Okay. So if you have like, if you want to stop eating sugar, um, And again, I would say you don't have to tell yourself to stop forever, but if you would like to drastically reduce how much sugar you're eating, then put it away. Like, especially if there's people in your family that are still going to eat it. Like maybe you, you know, maybe it's in the house still, but you just put it where it's like out of sight, out of mind. Okay. Number two, make it unattractive. Okay. You got to reframe your mindset. So by not eating as much sugar, I won't need to see the dentist as often, or I will feel less inflammation in my joints, which will help me exercise. So it's when you make it unattractive, when you go to reach for the sugar, for example, um, remind yourself, like, why is it that you don't want to have it? as much anymore. Okay. And so maybe looking at it from a different angle, like 
not having to go to the dentist as often or, um, you know, your joints not feeling so inflamed so that you can exercise more, it feels better, or because you want to lose weight, whatever the thing is, that can help you from wanting to eat it. Okay. And the third thing he says is important is make it difficult. So for example, if you really love to eat ice cream every single night and you're telling yourself you want to reduce sugar, well, then clearly you need to not have ice cream every night, right? So what if you tell yourself in order to have ice cream, I have to go out somewhere to eat it. Like I have to go to a restaurant or I have to go buy it somewhere, like not from a grocery store, but you have to go sit down somewhere to have ice cream, right? That makes it much harder to get it. Okay. And so you're less likely to go do it. So I did that um, back in the day, back when I was super addicted to cookies, I actually made it a rule to myself or a thing a rule, I guess I can use the word rule, a guideline, that if I wanted cookies, I had to have them away from the house. That was the only time I could have them. And it really, really helped because I'm pretty soon I didn't even really think about them as much. Okay. And the fourth rule to breaking a bad habit, according to James Clare, is make it unsatisfying. Okay. So how can you make a bad habit unsatisfying. Okay. Well, one idea is to get an accountability partner or an, or a coach. So if you end up doing the habit, you have to tell on yourself, right? So if you have an accountability partner or a coach that you are, you know, want their help to not do the bad habit. So eating a lot of sugar, for example, then if you do it, you have to fess up to that partner or coach. And so you don't really want to do that, right? So I actually, when I work with one-on-one for um, with clients with nutrition, some people, not everybody does it, but some people like to keep a food log for me to look at. And that's the exact reason because they know that if they eat it, they have to put it down. And if they put it down, I will see it. And it gives them accountability to you know keep the food unsatisfying or unattractive to themselves because they don't want to have to tell on themselves, okay? So also on the flip side of breaking a bad habit, there's also like how to create a new habit. Okay. So I thought I might as well throw that in in here too. And I'm sure that I've already done a podcast on this, but I can't remember which one. Um, But I might go back and post that in the show notes to let you know. But um, anyway, habits are super important. So to create a new habit according to James Clare, who I think is a genius, (laughs) is the first law is make it obvious. Okay, you want to create an environment that helps make the habit or action obvious to do. So um, here's an example, a personal example. I'm really not great at tracking my finances. It's just not something I love to do. I'm not that interested in it. But I know it's important. And so I've created a whiteboard finance tracker on the wall of my office. And it is so big and obvious that I can't avoid it. So I'm going to have to, well, I don't have to, but I'm going to be more likely to track my finances because it's going to be right there smack in front of my face every time I walk into the office. Okay. The second law to creating a new habit is make it attractive. Okay. So one idea is to bundle your new habit with something that you already do that you like doing. So if you, for example, want to exercise more, 
then maybe, and you love to watch Netflix, what if you watch Netflix and exercise at the same time? Walk on the treadmill and watch Netflix or um, lift weights while you have like the football game on or you know, or if you love to listen to podcasts, <laughs> hint, hint, go walking or running while listening to your favorite podcasts. Okay. So make it attractive by bundling one habit you enjoy with the new habit you're trying to create. Okay. I love that. Number three, the third law of creating a new habit is make it easy. So master small, remember I was talking about goals have action steps. Okay. And small steps consistent steps. So to make a new habit easy, master the small actions, master the small things that you need to do to make it easier. Okay. So maybe if you want to eat better, maybe you just get really super good at making one healthy meal a day. Like every day you get up and you have a very healthy, balanced, great breakfast. You know, and once that becomes really easy, then that'll kind of start to filter into other meals, okay, and other habits. So when you start eating healthier breakfast and you have more energy, then you know what? That's going to filter into maybe moving more. So make the habit easy to achieve, okay? So make it small and easy. And then the fourth law to creating a new habit is make it satisfying. Okay. So to me, I love to check things off. Like if I have a to-do list, oh my gosh, I love to just either cross it out or make a big check mark that it's done. So one idea for making your habit um, satisfying is to create a habit tracker to check off when you do the habit. So I do this with clients too, is we have a habit tracker and it's like every day that they you know, complete the habit, they get to mark it off on their little tracker. And something about that feels really satisfying and it makes them feel really successful. So anyway, that is how you can break a bad habit. Okay. Remember breaking a bad habit is make it invisible, make it unattractive, make it difficult, make it unsatisfying. And then creating a new habit is make it obvious, make it attractive, make it easy make it satisfying. So can you see that those are like flipped? All right. So anyway, the other thing about, I'm going to move back on to goals because, and I, wait, I just want to say it's really important that to talk about habits because of what I'm going to tell you. Like when you're trying to reach a goal, it's important to make that lifestyle shift and to have habits that support your goal. Okay. So The other thing I want to say is that when you're setting a goal, we want to make it smart. And you've probably heard this either from me or from a million other coaches or podcasts or Instagram posts and whatever, especially this time of year, you're going to see the term SMART goal. SMART stands for specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and timely. Okay. So what does that actually mean? Well, here are some examples. I want to lose 15 pounds by March. I will learn how to cook 10 new meals by April. I will run a 5K in June. I will squat 200 pounds by March. Okay, so those were just examples. And who that comes from, you know, like whether it's attainable or realistic depends on who's saying it. Okay, so... um. 
in order for your goal to be realistic and attainable and attainable, you have to be somebody who that makes sense to. Okay. So if you're someone who doesn't need to lose weight at all, it would be unrealistic and probably unattainable to say you want to lose 20 pounds. Get what I'm saying? Or if you're someone who has a broken ankle and you're on crutches today, it's probably not realistic or attainable to plan to run a 5K in three weeks. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So it needs to be something attainable. It needs to be something um, realistic. And what I love about setting a SMART goal is it gives you the specific thing. You know, if you just say to yourself, I want to lose weight this year, okay, great, but how much? That's not specific. Like if you're not specific in how much weight you want to lose, if you lose one pound by December 31st of 2023, then you've achieved your goal. And that's great, right? But that's probably not what you mean. So be specific on what you need. But when you're being specific, make sure that it's realistic for you. If you say you need to lose 50 pounds, but you would be emaciated in 50 pounds, then that's not very realistic, you know? So getting help, by the way, with that kind of goal is a really good idea, okay? Because some, from your doctor or from a coach or like somebody who understands um, body fat and body composition, you might really, if, if your goal is to change your body, then getting someone outside of you to help you set that goal is a great idea, okay? All right. So when we create these specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and timely goals, we're more likely, you know, going to stay motivated to reach them. When we put too much pressure on ourselves with these unrealistic, like way too big of goals, that's when we get in trouble. And that's when we start to question what we even really want. Okay. Also, when we focus on the process and the action steps of a goal, we're going to be rewarded. Okay. I think it's a great idea and even more important to know what you want, but what outcome, you know, you, it's important to know what you want, like what outcome you're seeking. But I think it's more important to spend your time in the work. Okay. Spend your time on the day-to-day tasks, spend your energy and your mind, all that effort on what you're doing daily. Okay. I see it way too often. Someone will come to me with a a goal to lose weight. Um, They're super focused on losing the weight that they get frustrated after just one or two weeks. Okay. And they'll be like, well, this isn't really working. So I'm going to quit and try something else. Okay. They get angry or unsatisfied that they haven't lost a bunch of weight yet. And I'm serious. It might be like one or two weeks in and they're like, this isn't working for me. And I'm like, but no, you haven't even tried it yet. I mean, we are so used to this like quick fix, like hit the button, instant gratification. But when it comes to changing your body and reaching these bigger kind of goals, you're going to have to have some patience and you're going to have to focus on consistency and doing the day-to-day actions and creating new habits and a new lifestyle. Okay. So I actually just saw a really good example of how to explain this. Okay. So let's, let's associate this example. I'm going to tell you with starting and stopping a nutrition plan or fitness plan. Okay. So let's just say that this person wants to change their body and they know that they need to eat better and they know they need to exercise and, and sleep better and all these things. But this is the example. Let's say that you're going out to a movie with your partner. 
Okay, you're, you're in the car, you're all really excited, this new movie has come out, and you're, and you're really excited that you're going to go to the movie theater, since, you know, many people haven't done that in a long time. So you're like getting ready to go, you get in the car, you start driving, you're all excited, you're going to see this movie that you've wanted to see, you've been waiting for it, but up ahead is a red light. So you have to stop at the red light, right? And there's traffic, and you're totally annoyed because this red light is stopping you from getting to the movie theater faster. You want to get there early because you want to buy popcorn and you want to get a good seat and you're super pumped and you've just been so anxious and excited to get to the movie. So this red light is holding you back from your goal of getting there. So you decide you don't want to wait at the red light anymore because it's annoying and slowing you down. So you decide to just turn around and go back home because you just don't want to wait. Okay. Well, what if you turn around and the light turns green, right? You will have missed the green light, which means you would get to the movie. But instead, you're frustrated. So you decide to just turn your car around and go home because the red light is taking too long to get you to the movie. So you just miss the movie altogether and the popcorn, right? Well, this is the same with many body goals. You do the work, right? You're doing the work daily and it may seem slow and annoying, but it's a process. And when you get frustrated and stop, you're going to miss the outcome altogether. Okay. Just like if you turned around at the red light, you miss the movie altogether. It's the same thing with body goals. It's going to take time. It's going to take patience. It's going to take the work, the day in, the day out. Okay. So I hope that you enjoyed that example because I loved it. I thought it was a really good example and I see it all the time, all the time. And it makes me sad for people because I'm like, but like if you had just waited another week of doing what you've been doing, what if that's what got the ball, like your body moving and changing? Because internally things are changing when you're doing good habits and you're eating better and you're moving and you're doing all the things. And even though you might not see the scale change or you may not see a big difference in how you look on the outside, something's changing inside. And all those good little changes are building up and building up and building up. And they're going to start giving you the outcome that you want but you can't quit. You can't quit. All right. So, okay. I hope that this year you will look at what you want to accomplish and give yourself a little time to put it all into perspective. Think about what you want to accomplish. Be realistic, you know, be, be smart about it. Okay. Set a smart goal. And here are a few more tips I'm going to give you um, about setting goals. First of all, I think pick less than 10 goals. Okay, if you're planning too many things, too many changes, too many goals, it can be really hard to focus. So pick the ones that are the most important to you. If you reach those quickly, rock on, then you can add on more goals. But if you say to yourself, I need to lose weight, I need to do this, I need to do this, I need a new job, I need a new husband, I need a new car, I need this, I need this, I need to make a million dollars, I need to, if you're like, I have to do all of this before 12 months is over, it's like, well, how can you focus on all those things, right? Pick the most important ones, focus on those. And if you achieve them, then go back to your list, okay? Then I want you to choose goals that are important to you and not because you think you should do them for someone else, okay? I, I see this a lot too, is people are like, well, my doctor told me I need to lose 20 pounds. And I'm like, okay, well, how do you feel about that? Well, I feel really good how I am right now. I don't, I mean, I feel good energy. I'm like, I don't really feel like I need to lose 20 pounds, but my doctor said I have to, so I have to. 
And I'm like, well, I get why you want to listen to your doctor, but if you feel good and overall you're fine, then, you know, I don't know that that's, you're going to achieve it because if you're not into it, probably not really going to do the work to get there. Okay. So choose goals that are important to you and not because you think you should do them for someone else. And then my third tip is focus on the actions and daily habits versus the outcome. Okay. I know I already said that, but this is my biggest tip for the day. Be the person you want to be. Okay. Be the person you want to become by doing the actions that that person needs to do to be there. Okay. I talked about this um, a couple weeks ago. It's like you have to, you know, be the person you want to be. Think to yourself, what would, if I'm, let's say it's weight loss, let's say you want to lose, you know, 20 pounds and be fit and active. And so you want to become this new person of being fit and active and lighter and just more energetic. To be that person, what do you need to do? And then focus on those things. Be the person, okay? This is going to get you so much further than constantly beating yourself up for not already being at your end goal. Give it time. Make it a lifestyle shift, not a short-term quick fix, okay? And remember, this is why I hate diets. They don't teach you a lifestyle. They only work short-term, okay? So instead of jumping on the next fad diet and doing whatever you need to do just to lose weight, think about how you can become that person and what you can do without following some quick, trendy thing, okay? All right, so here's the deal. If you want some help, I'm holding a workshop this coming Saturday, January 7th at 12.30 p.m. Eastern time. So during this workshop, we'll take time to think about what you really wanna accomplish, and I'll help you set an action plan to reaching that goal. Then I'll show you how to create a vision board on Canva. Okay, Canva is a free um, program online. Everybody can have one. And I'm going to show you an easy, easy way to create a vision board. Now, we're not going to create the vision board during the workshop. We're going to do all the work so that you can go set it up. Okay, because a lot of people don't take the time to just sit down and focus on themselves. So this workshop is an opportunity for you to be accountable to sit down and think about yourself. And I'm going to guide you through each step of thinking about what you want and how you want to create that end goal. All right. So in the show notes, you can find the link to sign up or you can go to rayannmullins.com and find the link there. Okay. So in summary, this year, I want you to choose a smart goal versus a resolution. Focus on the daily consistent actions. Don't give up early and keep striving to be your best. Okay, I am here to help you. I believe in you and I want you to believe in you as well. And you guys, thank you so, so, so much for being here. It's been two years now. I'm so excited, still going strong, still can, can you know, keep going with the podcast. So if you've enjoyed the podcast, please do me a favor and go on Apple or just onto Podbean and rate and review the podcast. I seriously would so, 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 so appreciate it. And don't forget, Okay, check out the workshop that I'm set. I'm having this coming Saturday for goal setting for 2023. I think you'd really, really enjoy it. And I hope you have a great week. Thank you for tuning into the Balanced Fit and Free podcast. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a single episode. 
And if you are looking for a crew of amazing women who are also seeking a balanced fit and free lifestyle, be sure to join my exclusive community on Facebook. The link is waiting for you in the show notes. Until next time, keep your thoughts positive and your coffee hot.